And welcome, everyone, to the JD Studios show. I'm your host, Josh Dayton, with a wonderful selection of guests with us today. We have Chris Collars. Machu Picchu. We have Brianna Savage. Hello. And Kate Savage. So we are going to jump right in with the weekly update on our lives. Bree, would you like to start? Um, sure. Moved out of college yesterday. Um, cried a lot of tears. Went shopping and spent more money than I should have today. That's pretty much it. That's fair. What about you, Kate? Nothing has changed except she's moved in with me. And Chris, what about you? Really? Not a whole lot. Really not a whole lot. We're all just very boring this week. Seems about. (laughs) (laughs) However, we have a very exciting thing to discuss this week. Um, Avengers Endgame, which, by the way, um, it was announced today that it is now the second highest grossing movie of all time. We're just passing the two billion mark, actually. Yes, and it fastest passed, to ever do it too. It passed Titanic, so now it is the second movie ever. We're gonna pass those blue people, <laughs> which I don't even know how they got so high. But yeah, Avatar was a big. This is thing called marijuana. That's how they got high. Oh, thank you, thank you, Brianna. Yeah. Now I will. Oh. Because I have to, even though it has been a couple of weeks, I will flat out say that we are going to spoil so much of this movie. If you have not seen it, um, go ahead and leave now after you go just, ahead. Just stop and- listening. And I will say that the Russo brothers uh, have come out and said that the official uh, time to start talking spoilers for the movie, uh, it starts tomorrow when we release it on Monday. Exactly. However, I still feel the need to say it. And if you are going to leave, just be sure to go ahead and go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And be sure to follow us at JD Studios 208. Have to put that in there. And don't forget to come back after you've seen the film. It is legally required that at least twice in a podcast I plug our social media. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish. I thought we were getting paid or something. Or you were, at least. Now, our good man Chris with us today has um, helped me out by making Chris's calligraphic cinematic chat. It's calligraphy cinematic chat. Calligraphy. It's a very useless uh, word that I like to say. Um, And he has made basically an outline of almost the entire film <laughs> that we can touch on. And if we don't have much to say about one area, we will just move on. And I, before we get in, oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just saying, I've only seen the movie once, but I just somehow remember like the entire plot. And it's a three-hour film, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first off, just overall impressions. What did we think about this movie? I had so many emotions. Too many. Too many. I couldn't handle it. Kate? I cried like a little baby. Mm. Me personally, I think it's fantastic. Second or third favorite Marvel. That's all I'm going to say for now. Josh, what do you think? 
Um, I thought that it was the perfect end to 11 years of hard work. I agree. Now, I say we should talk about why it's a perfect end. Ah! Well, they just, they wrapped everything up so well. Um, I know, Chris, you and I have seen all of the MCU films. Yep, opening weekend for me, every single one. I've seen most of them. I've seen four. Yeah, and Kate has seen four of them. Um, So we're going to get a very diverse opinion here, which is great. I love that. Yeah, but Chris, you can understand, um, after watching all of these films for over a decade, the way that they incorporated everything and ended Yes, literally almost every other line Every, not every other line. Every line meant something. It was either nothing was throwaway. Something was either a reference to a previous film, and there was really no setup for future films at all. I think there was maybe one or two setups, and that was it. And the rest was just like, "Here is what you get for being a fan for eleven years." And like you said, everything meant something. And when it's a three-hour movie, that that's something. Deal. So we will jump. Right in. The first thing we have is Hawkeye's introduction and the start of this film. Um, what do you think about is, Josh? Um, I really like it. It's what I was hoping would happen, which sounds terrible that I was hoping that Hawkeye's whole family would disappear. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert, everyone who still stuck around who has not seen the movie. But in general like his character needed like a good push and yeah. the fact that we got to see it and it wasn't implied I really appreciated I I will I've been defending Hawkeye since 2015 since Age of Ultron because I very much liked Hawkeye as a character since that movie because he's not only funny but he knows how to give a great speech but I agree I loved his character arc in this as well especially with the death of all his children and White. Just the way that happened, though, is super sad. My heart broke. I liked who he turned into afterwards. You liked um, amazing haircut, Hawkeye. I love <laughs> how he just murdered. Okay. I care. Have you seen? Okay, um, I saw a, a interview with that BBC uh, One did with all the cast. And they showed this uh, poster of it was the Avengers Endgame poster, but everyone had a um, a Hawkeye haircut that he has in the film, <laughs> except for Captain Marvel who had like an '80s like Afro thing. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that is that is fantastic. And since you mentioned Captain Marvel, that jumps right into Tony Stark being saved. Um. Which was an interesting choice that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's weird because like they um they didn't spoil how he got saved in the trailers, but they still showed him back on Earth and like a lot of scenes without after the first track. It's the first trailer they only showed him in stuck in space. But I will say I'm it's crazy and insane how well they hid things in this like from people in this movie. They legit only showed like the first 30 minutes maybe of this movie throughout the entire uh, marketing. Oh, yeah. And it's so impressive. I like the fact that um, they used Captain Marvel enough, but
but not too much in that yeah. movie. Yeah, they only use her sparingly. Yeah, because like she could have, she probably could have done all of this on her own. But they obviously gave her the line that you know not every planet has an Avengers. That's why I, you know, don't stick around here. I thought that was a good touch. What about UK? What did you think of that touch? She turned into a major mom, and it was great. A major mom. My favorite scene of the entire movie was Peter Parker sitting there surrounded by all his moms. <laughs> and we will we we will get back to that. That is in our outline. Yes, we will. A fantastic scene. It is um, lovely. Now this moment um honestly completely um blindsided me. And that's Thor goes for the head. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the last thing I expected three minutes into the movie was the main villain to just be decapitated. Yeah, because <laughs> I know he's... I was so confused. I was like, "What?" Yeah, because like even after he gets decapitated, he's still the main villain of the movie. <laughs> Which is impressive, I think. It feels weird though, because they um, actually, you know what? I won't get to it yet. Um, but I will say. Uh... <sighs> I loved seeing Captain America's Winter Soldier outfit again. It, I mean, I don't understand why he had it, but I don't. I didn't really care. I assumed that was one of those fan service things where people are like, "Hey, that's my favorite costume." And Russo brothers were like, "Well, here it is again. There you go." The butt. <laughs> the butt. <laughs> oh yeah. That, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon. We'll get to it. Because they actually say that's Captain America's costume. I know. Christian Channel. <laughs> I'm quoting the um, Okay. Anyway, the next thing we have oh. um, is our time jump of five years. Um, it was speculated that there was going to be a time jump, but five years is a lot longer than I expected it to be. Right? And as soon as I saw the five years later, as it came up, like one, le- one, uh, Number not one number, but one word at a time. I was like, Spider Home, Spider Man Homecoming is screwed. Like, yeah. I have no idea where that franchise is going timeline wise because they messed up their timeline. And now, what's Spider Man Far From Home going to be? Right. But, um, I thought the time jump made a lot of sense. Um, it made, um, the next thing we're going to talk about a lot more impactful for me. Um, but it was just, I think it was good overall. I don't know if it was, I, I'm still trying to understand why they, why it had to be five years. I mean, do you think maybe five years was like too long? I mean, do you think maybe it could have just been one year? You and know, I think, you think, I think the fact that half of this movie, at least, is about how they lost. And they really showed us that they lost. Yeah. It's weird because, like, people, the world apparently still stayed the same after five years. Like, now they were probably just trying to get on their feet after five years. But, like, it's weird because I've had people, like, I love die. And it maybe took me a month, two months to kind of mourn and get through that. But, like, these people, like, five years later are still mourning and True, like, but, but think feeling. About, think about this, okay? Like so, half of the universe gets wiped out. So think of yeah. all the people you know and care about, 
and each one of those people has a 50% chance of being gone forever. Even me. All at once. Yeah, even you, Chris. <laughs> I'd be sad. I love me. But it would be really scarring, though. Just imagine, like, like our entire 2018 class, except for, like, one or two people could be gone. I don't think that our our class is a good representation of people that we'd want to miss. <laughs> that's, that's true. No offense yeah. to anyone from our class 2018 that's watching us. Philip. I saw Green. so many of people like in the past 24 hours of being home. Really? Not gonna lie, I don't like it. I haven't seen like anybody. Well, I have. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> anyway, what did you guys think about the five-year time jump? Was it necessary? I just wasn't expecting it to be five years later. Like, maybe, like, two. I just was not expecting five. I am in the same boat. Kate? I don't really have any opinion because <laughs> my brain's not working. All right. Josh? Um, the next thing we have is how Ant-Man got out of the quantum realm. <laughs> that stupid rat. Hey, listen, that rat saved the universe. I heard a joke where it was Master Splinter. <laughs> and it wasn't on accident. The- so Master Splinter Ratatouille? the universe. Ratatouille. It oh, me from Ratatouille. Heck yeah, boy. I know that, that is- some people have an issue with that and are like, oh, he should have, like, he's smart, he could find his way out. But I'm like, but he didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically the punching bag of the Avengers now. Yeah, because people care about Hawkeye now. Yeah, some people. Yeah, he became the new Hawkeye essentially, which I don't understand. I freaking love that man. Anyway, but I, I was that scene where he sees his daughter really got me, especially after the five year jump. Oh yeah, because like he like he didn't. I don't. You could tell he didn't even recognize her at first, and then and then he goes. Cassie? I was like, fudge. He recognized her. She looked so much older than, like, I feel like the way that she looked, based off what I remember her looking like in the other movie, like, there could have been three years in between. Well, I mean, they used a different actress. I know, but I just feel like she looked way older than just five years older. I feel like she would be 17 at this point, so maybe, like, on Hollywood, that's what seventeen looks like. If you if you do the math, I guess. um, we approximate that Cassie Lang is like between eight and ten in the first Ant Man. Oh wow! Which then makes her ten to twelve by Ant Man and the Wasp, and then if right. you add five years, that puts her at about like fifteen to seventeen. Okay, so I'm pretty sure this movie takes place in twenty twenty three. Twenty. 2023 five well that doesn't make sense because i thought because uh, uh, it's five years later from infinity war right yes it is i'm pretty sure infinity war takes place in 2017 doesn't it i don't remember the official timeline they set up and even with the official timeline because of homecoming the russo say it's wrong well dang all right because i take it back because it's just it's it's an interesting mess but that's all right I'm sure we'll get an official timeline again soon. Yeah. Anyway, what what were we talking about? Amen, right? Amen, getting out. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I mean, that was just very lucky. Oh, and the fact that he was only in there for five hours, that's cool, too. Yeah. I really love how they did what they did with that particular thing that we will get into later. Yeah. And speaking of, Tony invents time travel. Yes. Yes, he does. You do that. Oh, yeah. I forgot because I want to talk about Tony as well, like how how thin he was when he got back. Like, did they show that in the trailer how thin he was? Or did they hide that? No, they did not show that. Okay, yeah, because, like, I was honestly a little scared. Like, that boy needs a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just, I loved how he was still angry at Steve for freaking Civil War. Yeah. It fits his character. Yeah, it does. It does. He takes things more personal. Hello, Tony. Or he did. Ah. No spoilers Ooh. here, though. Ah. <laughs> um, up next, we have the gut of thunder. Yeah. What? Chris wrote it. The gut of thunder, as Chris oh. so oh. put it. <laughs> Thanks. I see all those, like, Facebook posts where, like, people are, like, coming for, like, Thor, and then, like, just wait, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> They That's played great. Fortnite. I... Oh my gosh! We got to ah. see Korg and Meek again. They the only thing they did in the entire movie was play Fortnite. I, I was like, I don't even play Fortnite anymore, but I love that part. But um, you know, what? I'm not gonna talk. The, I don't want to talk the entire time. This isn't my show, so I will <laughs> let you guys talk about the gut of thunder. Yes, but sure. Yes, on the show. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You got me blushing. I'll talk about Fat Thor. <laughs> um, at first, I was really, um, I was a bit put back by it. I was like, me too. Be, I was like, is he going to be this way throughout the entire movie? But then, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I feel like they did a really good job of making it work. Because, like, I feel like they've done a good job of just building his character up to be this way. And where it makes sense. Like, if this was the first Thor we see, saw, like, the first Thor movie, and the next movie he was like this, I would, I wouldn't go see another Thor movie, probably. And that's not because he's fat. It's just, I feel it's more, I don't care that he's fat that much. I think it's more of his drunken personality that first threw me off. But, like, they really, well, what? Last two movies he was in, he lost basically everything he ever loved minus his mother who died yeah. previously. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's and why then, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. But then he also saw his mom again. I know this is like after the whole drunk thing happened, but like then he saw his mom again and uh, and she 2013 knew. 2013 was a good year. She knew too. Yeah, that was very good. It was... I feel like they didn't go far enough in about like his alcoholic. He just definitely stopped becoming an alcoholic it seemed like I don't think he stopped at all. Like, throughout the entire movie, he was still, like, looking for booze. Yeah. The only time he wasn't was when they reversed the snap, and then immediately Thanos shows up and destroys the Avengers facility. Yeah. Which, we'll get to that part. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and move into the time travel elements, um, which is just, I thought, even without the fact that it's fan service, 
for a lot of it was just also so I thought brilliant. the way they set it up and like how they did it like it doesn't it doesn't feel forced it feels like yeah this makes sense because like what a stroke of luck three of the stones were in on earth in New York at the same time so that was it just great. worked really well and uh wait what are we talking about first in time travel what part 2012 right. the Avengers who wants to take on 2012 first I watched it uh, two days before, Um, so (laughs) it was really funny, honestly, when they first got there, and they just saw Hulk smash, and then they looked at Bruce, and they were like, (laughs) you got to smash now, and he was like, ah, Uh, ah. It's weird, because, oh, we didn't even talk about Professor Hulk, did we? Or Smoke, as he's been referred to on the internet. <laughs> I love Sunday movies. Oh, yes. yes I, do. I was going to make a few. Mr. Sunday movies. I've, I had a few Sunday movies plan- uh, references planned up. But anyway, yes. Um, a lot of people don't like Professor Hulk, which is weird because I thought it was a very awesome and great evolution of the character. Caitlin, sorry. <laughs> Well, and it surprises me that some people don't like it because it's such a big comic thing. Yeah, it is. Which, like, like just in defense, like, just because it's a comic thing doesn't automatically make it, like, like awesome or, like, okay to put in a movie. But, like, it's just it just seems to work really well. Like, I thought he was a really uh, interesting and cool part of the, like, movie. Like, I felt like he was, like, this relevant or pivotal towards the plot of a movie since, like, the first Avengers yeah, and well, which we'll get into really why, but like, I don't know. He just like he seemed. He was also like less green, but like I just loved Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Like he, I just thought he did really well. He really did. Yeah. But yeah, so back to our 2012. Right. That was uh, Doctor Strange when they had to get the Time Stone, seeing the Ancient One. I thought that was a great mm-hmm. scene. I freaking agree because I she was one of my favorite parts of Doctor Strange because in my opinion, Doctor Strange is the most underrated Marvel movie next mm-hmm. to Iron Man Two. Don't at me. I'm trying to remember if I've seen the movie or not. I feel like I have, but maybe I just watched a different movie who was in. I didn't watch Doctor Strange, but I immediately knew who like the ancient one was. Like I knew what role she had. Is there another movie where he's in it? He's in Infinity War. Oh, besides that, I seen like Civil War or anything. No, he's in no. Thor Ragnarok for a quick second. Maybe that's where I know him from. Because uh, you know, Loki was falling for thirty minutes. I might have watched Doctor Strange. I really can't remember. I need to like rewatch it to see if I have. Very good. It's got a very good soundtrack. Oh yes, um, and score. Yeah. Yes, it does. Anyway, yes. Uh, uh, ancient one coming back and then explaining how timelines work and just making things a little bit confusing but uh, also capable for audiences to understand. Yeah, being like, hey, everyone, you're wondering how the timeline works. Well, here it's like this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that really helped. Yeah, me. I really did. I was like super confused on like how the timeline was working and stuff because it, <laughs> I was just so confused. And then like she explained it and I'm like, God bless you. <laughs> a gazentite, right? Um, which is weird because, like, once uh, towards like once the movie was over, like I was like, "Man, that's awesome! We 
we still have one solid timeline and stuff and everything's great. And then, and then I think about, about all the things that happened in this movie. I'm like, now, well, now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> the other, um, the, we have to go into the cap hail hydra elevator. The, or the cap. Yeah. And then what happens after that too? Yeah. <laughs> or, or even before that, um, how Iron Man and Ant-Man team up throughout various parts of the Avengers Tower, spying on each Avenger and stuff just to get, uh, what was it? Were they getting the Tesseract, right? Yes. Yes. And fudge. And then, like, literally the entire time, Ant-Man was just sucking up to Captain America, and he says the very famous line, Brianna, what was the line? There was a lot of lions in this movie. I don't know which one you're talking about. That's America's butt. Oh, that was Kate that said that. That's America. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Great line. It's going to be hung on my wall. (laughs) But God bless Aunt Aunt Man. There was a lot of lines that were said in this movie. I'm not sure which one you're looking for. It never ages and it's beautiful. I know, right? It's like over 50. 50. But um, so we got the cool callback to Winter Soldier, and then we got Cap versus Cap. Which on I want to go back to that. It's I I think it's just so amazing how like instead of like actually like fighting in the elevator or like really like destroying himself when it's Cappy Cap, he uses just like he uses wisdom basically to just win. You some call time. it wisdom, some call it living through future events. I mean, yeah, but still, <laughs> it, like, it works so well, like, yeah, because like, it could have just been like another like elevator fight scene, but he just, like, the directors know he's smarter than that now. It reminded he's... me of the Spider-Man meme where there's two of them and they just point at each point at each other. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Spider-Man to the Spider-Man? Yes. Oh my yeah. god, that made me so happy when they put that. Yeah. Back in. It was so funny. No, you're pointing at me. <laughs> And then the fact that they messed up also made me happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's interesting too. Yeah, um, are we gonna go? Are we gonna segue into that part? Or are we gonna? Um, no. The next thing we have here is the Thor, the Dark Thor, <laughs> where he where he was supposed to meet Thor from Thor, Thor, the Dark Thor. Yes. Um. Chris and I just continuously going back to Mr. Sunday movies. Yeah. Um, I was surprised, honestly. I mean, I know the ether is an collector, but like, because a lot of people hate Thor 2. Which I personally don't. I enjoy watching it, even though I, it can get boring. Um, I haven't seen it. Can't relate. Okay, so me and Josh can probably <laughs> talk about this. Yeah, but um, the fact that he met with his mom again, I think that was a nice moment, and Rocket yeah. just trying to deal with Thor is always funny. Yeah, because as soon as they got there, Thor was like, hey, uh, I think I remember where they kept all the wine cellar and stuff. And... <laughs> I loved Rocket in this movie. Rock- I loved his costume. It's my favorite Rocket Raccoon costume. Yeah, all the costumes really were quite solid. Um, but also, like, they also threw in a quick shot of Natalie Portman, who we had not seen since that movie. 
and we'll probably never see again. Probably not. <laughs> Natalie Portman, she played uh, Thor's girlfriend in or that. yeah, for like two movies. No, no, not. Sorry, can't think. Yeah, I understand now. Um, but I'm not sure there's much else to talk about. That well, actually, no, there is one thing I want to talk about. Oh, then hit it. Um. He got Mjolnir, Mjolnir back. And my question is, he got Mjolnir back, which was awesome. Like, he's still worthy. That was great. But my one question is, is that Thor from that timeline now just screwed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, is he going to, like, jump off a building expecting the hammer to come to him and just fall? Probably, honestly. Well, two different theories about that. One, right. they could have returned it to him like the stones. Right. Or two, um, he can call the hammer through time. Oh. That would be interesting if he can call the hammer through time. I have no background knowledge to justify that, but it's just... Wait, if he could have thrown it through time, couldn't he, like, be gotten it before, like, it got destroyed? Well, I mean, they didn't know about... I th- See, that's why I think it might be, like, a different timeline. It, might... it created a different timeline. Yes, which is the the leading theory on how all of that works. Right. But yes, him getting his hammer and having Stormbreaker was a nice touch. Because of something that we'll get into much later. Yes. Also, I also, again, I want to talk about uh, uh, Renee Russo, who plays the mom. Fantastic job. She got more uh, lines in this entire movie than I think she got in both of her previous performances in the Thor movies where they were the front runners of the movie. Yes. Um, and like, it was really like, she did a really good job, like, especially like what was either Brewer Kate who said this really, like how she like basically knew she was about to die, but she said it was basically for the uh, greater good and yeah. just let it happen. I have my destiny. You have yours. Yeah. That was very impactful. Knew that, that wasn't the hard Thor. Yeah, yeah, it was a her I'm, Thor, and she goes, eat, eat a salad. Yeah, it's honestly true. <laughs> she she knew that wasn't her Thor, but looking at his stomach and his eyes. Because yeah. oh. that happened in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. I forgot he had a different eye, because they had the eye patch, and they're like, you know what? doesn't need the eye patch anymore. Yep. Um, 2014. Um, yes. Two different areas there. We have Star Lord. Yes, essentially where the Power Stone was and Vormir. Yeah, I I want to start with Morag and Guardians because I don't, That's what... I don't want to talk about Vormir yet. Uh, Fair enough. But I love the fact that we just saw the different perspective of Chris Pratt singing "Come and Get Your Love." To uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I will say. The Guardians of the Galaxy have become one of my, some of my favorite superhero movies ever, and that is one of my favorite scenes from that movie. That and the other introduction scene from the Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yes, and um, I, oh God, it was just so great seeing it again, except without the title card. It was just Chris Pratt doing his Chris Pratt thing. But it was it was fantastic. Yes, because I do bop to that song just like him when I can. And then Warmer, she just clunks him. It's fair. And by the way, I will say, I loved, I really loved Warmer, she in this movie too. He 
got a lot to do in this movie. I love that. Which I appreciate because I enjoy War Machine, but he never has anything to do. I do. The last time I really felt like he got time to shine was Iron Man 2. And it's been a while because he's still a great character. He's not just Iron Man 2.0. Another. I think you're forgetting when he was Iron Patriot, the best incarnation of an Iron Man ever. Yeah, and they, even in that movie, like there was hardly any Iron Manning in that movie yeah, no, no. until the end, where even when Tony wouldn't let him have a suit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh man. Um, the other thing that happened in the year 2014 in this. Wait, we... Oh, sorry. Is Vormir? Well, I mean, also if we before we talk about Vormir, we can also talk about how like that, like 2014. Uh, Morag is where we get introduced to our villain again. Yes, this is true. And Nebula, who I think is brilliant in this film. Karen Gillian is an amazing okay, Yeah, it's so insane. I saw Gamora again because I love Gamora. Right. I love Gamora too. But she's I dead. Hate... Spoilers. In Infinity <laughs> War, yeah, she is dead. And that made me very sad. So, to put it simply. So... Yeah, but that was that was very interesting that that's how Thanos catches on is because two nebulas are in the same area at the same time. I'm trying to remember, like, I think I, I had a theory on why what happened happened. And I try to remember a different circumstance in the MCU where, oh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. I, um, I thought it was like, do you remember in Ant Man the Wasp where we're basically um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet, was basically talking through. Uh, what uh, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, yes, Scott Lang, through Quantum, yes, yes, yes. I that's what my theory was. That's basically what was kind of happening. It was just very like it was just off the hook because they were probably just close to each other or whatever. It was just I don't know. And Nebula is it robot parts, fifty percent robot. Yeah, yeah. That's my theory. That's my standing theory on it on How why that happened. The airport security. Yeah. Did you have one of those cards? Like if you have a metal hip. They don't give us out. It's like, hey, look, I made a medal. There's Kate. Join me. Um, but that now we can get into Voromir, which okay. was very rough. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, who wants to tackle this first? I, I'll take it. Um, All right. I knew what had to happen, and I wasn't happy about it right from the get-go. Because... Like, they both went with the intention of doing it. And as much as I personally enjoy Hawkeye, I didn't want Black Widow to go. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I was not going to lie, hoping it was going to be Hawkeye, but it wasn't. I went to pee during that part. Wow. I sort of felt the same way, though. I couldn't hold it. <laughs> Don't. I had to pee for, like, the entire half, last half of the movie the first time I saw it. I was oh, like, I- I'm hanging in for another hour and a half. I was dehydrated already, and I refused to get anything to drink. So I was like, I cannot go to the bathroom in this movie. Well, I tried preparing, too. I didn't drink or do anything before I got there. And I even peed before the movie started. I still had to be halfway through the movie. <laughs> Suckers. But anyway, yeah, I, I remember, like, watching it and, like, seeing them, like, you know, ride towards Vormir. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to Vormir. And they go, you know, they're like, it's just like Budapest. Or what? It was like, this is nothing it's like Budapest. Budapest. We've come a long way since Budapest. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, man, the buddies. Oh, it was great. It was just full circle. And I didn't even think about, like, 
Because I was thinking, oh, they're probably going to find a way around it to get the stone or whatever. And so when they finally got there, I was like, oh, fudge. They're really going to do this again, aren't they? No. And then I was so convinced the entire time, like, oh, yeah, Hawkeye's going to sacrifice himself. It's his full character arc. He already got his family, so he's got to go. And he he's able to jump off before her. I'm like, see you later, bro. By that, I mean, see you never. And Black Widow's like, gotcha, mother trucker. And she's like, let me have this. I'm like, no, you can't have anything. I think that's why they did it, though, because we were all expecting it to be Hawkeye. Yeah. And a twist. And especially because, like, I, I, she has a movie coming out next year. She does? Yeah, yeah. it's a prequel. Uh, we and think. I, 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 no, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have been talking about, like, uh, do you watch Stranger Things or the new Hellboy? Regardless, the guy who plays the new Hellboy or in the sheriff in uh, Stranger Things, Dan Harper, was just casted in it, and he's been talking about it, so. Thanks. So then we, anyway. we go now to the 1970s. Ah. Which... Man, we we kind of got through all the time travel stuff, dang. Yeah, and well, sort of. When I, when I watched um, that scene at first, I was like, Dang it, they're going to tease me with Peggy Carter again, and then he's not going to get to have a stand, and I'm going to be mad. And then they <laughs> However, again, we'll get into that later. Very but. much. Also, I would like to point out, probably my favorite cameo of all time is at the very beginning of this uh, sequence, where it's, uh, I don't remember what kind of vehicle it was, but the vehicle pulls up by this uh, army base in New Jersey, that is a reference to the Winter Soldier and then the first Captain America. And uh, this man uh, looks out the window and says, "Some what was, the, what was the quote, Josh? You know, I can't remember, but you're talking about Stan Lee's cameo. Stan Lee's last cameo, unless he has one for Far From Home, which he either or is fine with me. Kevin Feige said this was his last cameo. You know what? It's a beautiful cameo. Oh, oh, I remember the quote. It was, Make love, not war. And then he drives off, and you see on the back of the car, it has a uh, has a bumper plate uh, or plate that says "Enough said," like his quote from Spider Man Three, and it was beautiful. That's the best way to go. It very much is. Oh yeah, and I love him so much, and I wish I had made him, but I didn't get to because I'm not famous. Um, the fact so, so. one thing I really liked is that, um. Iron Man gets to say goodbye to his father. Yeah, and I love that. Like he, um, like for like what eleven years since the first Iron Man movie, we've been under the impression that his dad was just a horrible like father to him and stuff. And um, and then it turns out like his perception of his father was just like everyone else's perceptions of their parents was. Like everyone's like, well, at least from my personal experience, like I always had like. That sort of same sort of like perspective towards my parent, one parent, and now like I have the same perspective that he does. Like he just wanted to be his friend and stuff, and it was very, uh, it was very touching. And then on top of that, we got Captain America seeing the love of his life again. Thank you, Carter. Who, by the way, is my favorite love interest in the entire MCU, no doubt. I was trying to think of a good example to counter that, but I cannot. <laughs> right? I mean, you could have said, um, uh, I mean, Gamora, obviously, is a very, yeah, I like, but, like she's also a main character. Or Rocket and 
mechanical extremities. Right, yeah. exactly, like Winter Soldier's arm. Um, but also, uh, awesome reference that they threw into this part is in one of the labs, you see an original Ant-Man helmet, and it was really you cool. Did. It was just overall, that I loved the whole part in the 1970s. It was very good and very unexpected, because I thought they were just going to do, like, fan service all the way through by just going towards through different times that the movies took place and stuff and they went an extra mile and i was expecting like something bad to happen while they were there but literally nothing bad happened. yeah it's just very nice and like like very just made you feel complete it was and then we get to the end of the second act where hulk uses the infinity stones man that man we're already there wow yeah yeah, th- yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier, where I was like, yeah, I love the Hulk. Oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, fudge. I don't want to talk the entire time, but I just want to throw in, like, one of my favorite Hulk moments was before this, when they all get back, and everyone's standing in a circle, except for Black Widow. And um, Hulk's just like, where is she? And, and then everyone realizes what happens, and you just, they show Hulk's, like, face, and I'm like, oh, God. Mm. Kate, did you know that the Hulk and Black Widow have, like, a little interest at one point? Yeah, that no. thing in the second Avengers movie. Yeah, I don't like that. But... that was, it was really good. Neither like, did of lots of audiences. I thought it was very good. I so like back it. off, audiences. No. But, yeah, um, the fact that Hulk used that to reverse the snap was awesome and one of the best things about that whole scene i think is how it immediately goes bad yeah oh yeah i love oh dude i'm so excited for the future of this franchise like so excited anyway let's go i'm gonna save that excitement for the end though anyway but then once he uses that and we get the snap and then thanos is back on Hold on, I just want, hold on, I, I know I'm, like, holding this up a lot, but I just, I want to get, like, anyone's predictions on, like, who would you have thought before this would be, it would have done the snap? Or whatever, if you were to have thought. Thor. I, you know, I still feel like he could have, too, but, like, in this movie, he just seems so not prepared or ready to do that sort of thing. Like, I feel like in any other movie he could have, but except for this movie. But Hulk using it, I think, was a smart choice. Yeah, and I didn't know idea that the thing had like a bunch of gamma radiation around it. Did they ever talk about that before? It might have been offhand and mentioned once, but pretty much anything in the MCU that is remotely alien has gamma radiation. The Tesseract, they track it by gamma radiation. Oh, yeah, that's right. The entire like first Avengers movie, like that's why he was on board in the first place, because gamma radiation. Yep. Man, I love detail. Also, um, uh, that scene also just reminded me a lot of Captain America's transformation in the first Captain America movie. I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, go, anyway, now, now, now it's time to talk. Then we get to um, the trio versus Thanos, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Huh. What do you want to talk about? Like the whole freaking place getting destroyed. Well, yeah, well, Thanos shows up and wipes out 
the entire facility and then everyone is freaking out and um rockets and who else is with rocket that's gonna drive? war machine and hulk were underground yeah and rocket. i could have sworn amen got freaking blown up oh no he's awesome he survived yeah I'm like holy <laughs> crap how do you survive i know that oh. was a reference to one of the comics wait what was hulk holding up the building oh yeah yeah i saw that yeah yeah, it was very good. Good on you for referencing that. I watched a lot of videos afterwards explaining things. I feel like she watched the one we watched, Josh. She snapped at the phone like you could see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then we get to um the, the trio. awesomeness of the trio. Like, the trio fight itself was great, but obviously the highlight for a lot of people was Cap using Nyonir. Yeah. Yes. My boy wielding Mjolnir for for deserving time. See, they teased that in Age of Ultron too. They did, yeah. Yeah, and like I remember I watched it with my girlfriend and like she had she she had no idea. And I was like that's why I was so excited when when like Thor got Mjolnir back now because Thor had Mjolnir back, I was like, Oh fudge, Cap's gonna get that thing. It's gonna be Cap. <laughs> and it was great. The next point we have listed here in Chris's exact words are the most insane freaking battle you will ever see in your freaking life. Oh my god, I have to see this movie a million times. I stand by that. And I (laughs) don't disagree. That moment, first of all, Falcon saying on your left. Yeah, I just want to talk about the lead up into that freaking thing. Like, Captain America and Spider-Man are like, two favorite Marvel characters. Like, they're always just neck and neck for me. And, like, like when it was just Cap versus Thanos, and he held his own against Thanos for, like, a solid three, four minutes. And, like, it's just him, and, like, his shield is broken in half. And, like, he's on the ground, and Thanos just pulls at his entire army, and Cap stands up anyways and starts walking towards him. And then, like, you give it a solid second, and then you see these portals opening up, and you hear, and you see Black Panther, the first one to walk out, slowly walk out with some Wakandas and you just hear on your left and so many people just rush out oh my god yes <laughs> jeez I'm cry- I'm, I'm oh crying talking about this holy <laughs> fuck dude I was sitting there like I, I was a mess the whole I time. was like crying shaking and I couldn't I couldn't hold myself together holy fudge I'm crying I walked into the movie told my man he ain't holding my hand. You ain't touching me. This is in fit. Uh, this is in game. There was no messing around. And then I was holding his hand the entire time. There's a lot of parts where I was just squeezing it as hard as I could because, like, I was feeling so many emotions. The dude next to me was so mad, probably because I had to lean over to Abby to ask a couple questions because I'm not educated and stuff. And then I was just crying into Abby's shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, the movie. Oh god, I need to see it again because, like. I'm the only one in my house who has, who has seen this movie still, and I I th- I told myself I was just gonna wait to see it again with them, but they still haven't seen it yet. So fine, I might as well go by myself like every day of the week. Hey, hey, it's I'll go with locker. you. Really, Josh? I will go. I will. We will. I will gladly go with you, and then we can okay. go see John Wick three. Guys, it's on Foot Locker. What? Foot Locker. Foot Locker. That has a lot of movies on it that you can watch for free. Oh, there's also like popcorn time too, but I also I get like I get to go to the movie theater for three for free. Sorry. 
Okay, well. Also, um, dude, I'll do check out Popcorn Time, though, because they've got, like, unlimited TV shows and movies, and it's insane. You just have to make sure you have a, a really good VPN. And no, these are not intentional ads. Um, Gauntlet <laughs> Football is how Chris phrased the next part. Yeah, that's a good part. And then uh, I, I loved how they highlighted the like Spider Man specifically just walking out of the portal and just felt like just watching it for a solid second, just like kind of look around, like, hey, you all cried for me the most last movie, remember? And then he got us again when he said goodbye. We're not there. We're not there. We're not there. <laughs> um, the gauntlet football, we see Spider Man get to use in the instant kill mode. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many things in that battle. Like there's a wasp calling Captain America Cap as a reference to Ant Man the Wasp, and there's there's a freaking Falcon just coming in, just taking both of his wings and just stabbing a alien. I was like going, ah! I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was fantastic. However, when Spider Man was running with the gauntlet, that brings us into the A Force moment, which we talked about earlier. Right. Quick question: Who had the who was uh, like running around with the gauntlet before Spider Man? Because I just remember Spider Man doing it. Was it Hawk- Cap? Hawkeye was- had it, and then Black okay. Panther took it. Oh yeah, he might have given it to Spidey because Hawkeye specifically got acknowledged by Black Panther after Civil War, which was, "Hey, I don't know who you met. I'm Clint. I don't care. I don't care." Oh my god! I oh god, Black Panther is so cool. Yeah, but then we go but, into the A-Force moment, which was, as Kate put it, Spidey and all his moms. Yeah. <laughs> and those who don't uh, know, but A-Force is basically the female Avengers uh, in the comics. It's a different lineup, but basically that's what they were referencing, and hopefully we get a movie of it. I'm smacking my man's leg so hard. I was like, it's feminism. Oh, my God. I love feminism, and I love the female power in it, and it was great. Which, hold on, I'm trying to remember. Does Captain America barge in before or after the A-Force moment? After. Okay, okay. So we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, Anyway, who is all in the A-Force moment? We have Gamora, Nebula, Okoye, Black Panther, Sister Shuri. I love Captain Marvel. Pepper. No, Captain Marvel. Yeah, she was back then because she had already gone through the Thanos ship. Um, Okay. Scarlet Witch. The Wasp. Maybe or she was the wasp was again. the wasp was she like grew, yeah, she was there she grew into the front of it and Valkyrie wait did you say Valkyrie I did not Valkyrie's amazing who wasn't there Natasha stop it That's she should have been the leader of that thing but stop because she is dead I've already said my I've, I've already mourned I um, love her in that movie mother was so confused when I like she saw a picture of her with blonde hair before she had watched like. Infinity War, and I was like, "Yes, mother, she, she goes blonde." <laughs> um, so Chris, you were about to talk about the Captain America barging in moment. Captain Marvel barging in moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, that was um, that was before. Yeah that was, yeah, that was a really cool scene. Um, basically, like the ship is starting to like overwhelm the heroes, even though there's a lot of heroes, and basically, um, you hear, and you see just like this, you get like an asteroid start falling down from the sky. And like in like in my mind, I was like, everyone's here. I don't understand what else is there. I'm, and then, like basically, you see. Remember, my movie came out like two months ago. And boom, you see this just bolt of just awesomeness running through the ship, and the whole entire ship just starts 
crumbling down to the thing. And it's, oh, yeah, it's Captain Marvel. She just had a movie. And she comes and faces, freaking knocks the crap out of Thanos and stuff. Oh, God, it was awesome. It was indeed. The next thing we have, though, is I Are we on Iron this? Man. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Which, first uh, of all, right. our good friend Isaac, who isn't with us today, mentioned to me that Iron Man's pickpocketing skills and sleight of hand is very well. Yeah, holy crap. Uh, did he have the he didn't have the gauntlet on, did he? No. So how the fudge? Anyway. His suit. Like he put it on with his suit. Oh uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Stark technology, the nano can just adapt and hold them. Anyway, Josh, you want to explain what what the whole I am Iron Man thing is or Um so Thanos gets the gauntlet with all the stones and he's like, Hey, look at me, I'm inevitable, you can't stop it. And then Iron Man like goes at him like, and he's like Well actually first Captain Marvel comes at him and she yeah. can't even hold him off. Well she does until Thanos just takes off the power stone and shoots her yeah. with a point blank. That was a really yeah, cool move. Eats, as much as I as he much eats as, her. Yeah, as much as I like like as bad as a guy he is, that was a really cool move. Yeah, yeah it was. That. He knew he was losing so he was like power stone smash. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> so they all try for it. Um and then Thanos is like, see, I'm inevitable. You can't stop it. And then Stark steals all six stones right off the gauntlet, puts it on his hand. And yeah, and like right before that, like Tony was talking to Doctor Strange and he's like, this um, is, one. is this the one? He's like, if I tell you, it won't happen. And like, ah. and then he says, you may be inevitable, but I am Iron Man. And then he snaps. die basically um yeah that was in uh, that that part actually reminded me a lot of the last harry potter movie the real last harry potter movie i don't care what those fantastic beast movies say they are anyway that moment just reminded me so much of harry potter and it was very (laughs) well done that's fair Uh, um then we get the spider-man scene of course well actually i want to back up to explain what happens though um, basically, when he, when Tony snaps, all the armies disappear, and then finally Thanos, the last one, slowly dusts away. And then he got what he deserves. He's dead yeah. too. And then we get another Tom Holland makes us cry. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was really hoping Iron Man would be like, "Gotcha." I don't feel so good. Yeah, except he was literally brain dead. Oh my gosh, yeah. though, remember though, like when he saw Spider Man again, though, and he just hugged him? Yeah. I was mm. like, God, it's going to happen, isn't it? At least they had that. And then yeah. we get into his funeral that had everybody. Hold on. I want to talk about before that, though. I want to talk about his dying moments, though. Like when he was like looking in, like, like, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Gwyneth Paltrow got an Iron Man suit. Pepper Potts got an Iron Man suit. Yeah, she got to be rescued. Yeah, and like she comes up to Tony, like kind of pushes Spider-Man out of the away, and she goes, "Hey, I'm okay. We're gonna be okay." Like, oh, oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. And she tells him that he can finally rest. Yeah. You can finally rust. <laughs> but um, it's not fun to make fun of dead people, Kate. <laughs> sure it is. What's Black Widow's favorite movie? What? 
cliffhanger. Oh, no. <laughs> More like Clint Hanger. Um, that didn't make any sense. But then the funeral had a nice touch. Yeah, very nice touch. I noticed it on the very first go around, but go ahead, John. Um, which is Harley Keener, the kid from Iron Man 3 in Jurassic World, yeah. is at the funeral. Yeah. He's the kid all by himself. I thought I think he should have been standing next to Spider Man, in my opinion, but you know, whatever. But that was that whole moment. And they brought back the proof that Tony Stark has a heart. From the very first Iron Man, yeah. That got me too. On on yeah, was what was he buried in a cemetery? What was the whole thing in the lake? What was that? Was that his grave or what was Yeah, because that? that was at their house. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And literally everybody showed up for that funeral. And nobody, apparently nobody, nobody had a funeral for Black Widow. Just Tony Stark got it. Yeah, not that, not that we saw at least. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about the funeral. It was a freaking sad part. It, yeah, and that... then the cheeseburgers. Oh, fudge, I forgot about that. Yeah, a call back to the very first Iron Man. Yeah, it was so good. They, God. Um, and the best thing of all of it is when you add up all the total like times of Avengers, like you get three thousand. Do what? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, I heard that somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember if it's the twenty-two films or just something along the way. I think twenty-two films. But I think uh, maybe. But that. Oh, but also, the, I love you three thousand. But we also forgot to say during the beginning of the battle where everyone's lined up and Captain America finally says, Avengers, assemble. Assemble? Yeah. And then it's so hell fudge. Anyway, we can't get into that because I'll cry again. Anyway. Um, then we get something that I'm really excited for because we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in a few years. And now... With James Gunn again. Yes, which is great. Topic for another day. But yep. we might see Thor in those movies. Yeah, and He's you know going... what? Um, I think I wrote it on there because it's a thing, but it's the it's I wrote as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, because that's a comic run. Yes, yes, and he also Thor made the joke, um, which I actually didn't hear on uh, when I watched it. But he says, "Ah, oh, so he has Guardians of the Galaxy." And he looks at Starla. He's like, "I'm joking." Um, but my question about it though is, would you guys feel uh, that? Would you rather see Skinny Thor or Fat Thor in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Fat Thor. Yeah, most definitely. Dad bod Thor. Yeah, it's weird because, like, as much as I love Skinny Thor, it just seems like Fat Thor seems to work better with it. Yeah, he's growing on me a lot. Yeah, and then like, course, I kind of like the way it looks. We get into Captain America returning the stones. Ah. Uh. Oh God, yeah, I fudge. I I kind of saw it coming, like once he was saying his goodbyes. But yeah, cause, Josh, you want to explain what God's Um, because Bucky knew. Bucky said goodbye to Steve, knowing what he was gonna do. By the way, bless Sebastian Stan. Like he's been in, like some of the biggest move, the biggest movies of these last few years, and he's gotten like maybe five lines altogether. Yeah, but um... he's such a good actor. Captain America goes back through the quantum realm and through time to return the Infinity Stones. And when he to make sure there's all one solid timeline, and like the, the ancient one explained. And then when 
he gets done, he goes back to live out his entire life with Peggy Carter. Yeah, because like, like, like Falky, it's like real uppity. He's like, where is he? Why is he coming back? Because Hulk's like, he'll be back in like five seconds. And like Hulk's like, I have no idea what's going on. And then they like, Bucky's just like, yep, yep. And like he basically points at the bench and you see an old man sitting at the bench with a little bag next to him. Well, not little. It's kind of big, actually. Um, and, you know, Becky tells him, hey, go over. Yeah. And that's where it happens. And Sam Wilson Falcon is made the new Captain America. Which, by the way, if no one picked up, uh, that old man was just Captain America. It was Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. I like that they went with Falcon and not Bucky. Because Bucky Me too. works better as a sidekick. Well, yeah, and also, like, I don't know, like, I feel like Bucky was a bit more of the predictable choice right? to be Captain America. And plus, like, I don't know, like, after seeing that, like, and I, I just watched, like, when it started maybe a week ago, I really, really dig, like, uh, Sam Wilson, uh, Anthony Mackie Falcon. Like, he's really good. He is. I can't wait to see him with a shield. Yeah, and then our last shot is Captain Peggy having their dance yeah yes they are and that was just that was everything to me that's what i've been wanting since i was 11 years old mother truckers that's <laughs> what i as i cried about when i was 11 and i got angry but then i said it was okay because i got the avengers now but now i'm like fudge i don't want i don't want this anymore and then the only other thing we have is chris um did you want to talk about the credits Okay, yeah. Um, hold on. Who stayed for the after credits? I did. Okay, did any of you pick up on what was going on? Um, we heard like hammer type of thing at the end it's from the first Iron Man. Movie. Yeah, it's hammer. Okay, so yeah, essentially, there's no post credit scenes for this one, which is yeah. insane. Uh, well, actually, now I'm saying I'm glad they actually did that because like that makes this feel even more like a closing chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes, but essentially, yes. Um, at the very end, you stay for the very end. You hear uh, the uh, the hammer, basically Iron Tony Stark uh, from the first Iron Man putting together the very first Iron Man suit in the cave, and it's the hammer and the tinging, and it's just a really nice nod, and it's great. Oh yeah, and there's also before that too. I forgot, I almost forgot, Josh. I almost forgot. Yeah, um, the, what, the, the thing whole... you wrote down. Yeah, I forgot. I wrote it down. I'm not even looking at. It. I'm just talking. I'm free balling. Um, yeah, there was this really awesome thing that they did where. Like, they got through all the credits, and they didn't go through, like, you know, the original six yet. And then you got to, like, I think the first one they showed was um, Jerry Marino's Hawkeye. And, you know, they're showing scenes of Jerry Marino uh, through his run as Hawkeye, different moments of the movies. And then you have Jeremy Renner, and then they have his, then they show him, like, autographing it, basically. Autograph Jeremy Renner on the screen. And then they go through the original six like that. And, like, what was so cool is, like, they um, got to Chris Evans, and I didn't clap, I just saluted. I was like, Thank you, mister. And then they got to Robert Downey Jr. And the place went nuts. Yeah, just that was a really cool way to send them off. Just the, this studio goes above and beyond. And they don't even need to. They love their fans and I love them. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was just overall. It was great. And yes. on the bright side, because of how much there is to talk about this movie, we have gotten our longest podcast. Yay! Um, real quickly, before um, we wrap it up, 
um, I have a special announcement for our okay. Jade Studios viewers. Um, surprise! Happy birthday. Whatever it is for you, make it a holiday because right after you finish listening to this, you can go to our channel um, and there is a new video that is being uploaded at the same time as this podcast that you can go watch. What? Oh, wait. Wait, what? Oh, is it Phillips? Oh, yeah. We aren't going to talk about it here because you could just go watch it, um, which <laughs> you should. Um, and if you need help finding it, our social media is at JD Studios 208 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow us on Snapchat. It's also JD Studios 208. Not used that frequently, but you know. And follow and me, non Christopher. Yes, non Christopher on Instagram is our good man Chris Collins. And Twitter. Yep. Um, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this extra long podcast. We appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.